Happy birthday to you. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. Michael, ask me wow. what I'm doing. Happy what are you birthday, doing, Spencer? dear podcast. Happy birthday. Michael, I'm singing happy birthday to the podcast. To the podcast. It's very good. You yeah, know, you like my, it's uh, so good. Like my rendition, you know, like all the people who turn the podcast off after four seconds, they'll definitely listen through that shit. Yeah. The the off key horrific singing of Spencer. Yes. Yes. No, it's important. Like, you know, if you're going to if you're going to do it, you go hard or you go home. Right. I guess that's true. I mean, if you're going to com- you just need to commit to the bit. Exactly. That's that's, commit- that's the that's the crux of what you're saying. Commit here. to the bit. Commit to the bit. Otherwise, you're not legit. Exactly. And you should just quit. <laughs> because you're shit. <laughs> you shit. Because you shit. Anyway, welcome to Soul of a Truck, a podcast about the band The Killers, the Internet's oldest killers podcast. You can't prove me wrong. You can't. It could be the Internet's oldest killers podcast, but not about like murderers, killers. I feel like we no. I feel like no, there's we've we've discussed this before. There's no way we're the first podcast about killers like serial killers, but. There's I mean, definitely a way that we're the oldest podcast about the band, the killers, but I, mean, I don't I'll, know. I haven't I'll, done. I'll, I'll kill me a bowl of captain crunch or whatever. That's what we're <laughs> wow. talking about. Right. Wow. I guess. Sweet. We're the oldest <laughs> podcast starring serial killers. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, sure. But so, uh, so yeah, we, we've officially as of, well, today we're recording on the 30th, but as of the 30th, we are officially one years old. What, 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 what kind of new things should we do now that we're one now that we're, you know, officially a toddler? Uh, we should go get some cigarettes. That's not what that's not what toddlers do, Michael. How do you know? I was one. I don't think they can. <laughs> I, I don't recall. We should go immediately to buy liquor and cigarettes. So as one year olds everywhere do. Maybe in like France or something. I don't know. Is because the drinking age in France is like birth. <laughs> it's birth, huh? Yeah, everybody knows that. I know lots of things about France. <laughs> but but anyway, so I bought a cupcake for the pod and uh, it was delicious. I took a picture. I posted it on the Twitter, by the way, follow us on Twitter at soul of a truck pod. Uh, something I've noticed is it's not just you and your siblings liking our posts anymore. <gasps> yeah. there's real people doing real things here yeah there's like people who actually follow us because we're a podcast about the band the killers and not just because they feel bad about that we're doing a thing and no one cares about it i'm not saying that your your siblings do that but 
you know. Do you think people say that, Spencer? Do you really think that? I mean, I, I, that's the only reason I follow us on Twitter. <laughs> I just do it because just because I feel sorry for us. Oh, there's no such thing as a pity follow. No, there definitely is. There's but. absolutely a pity follow. Yeah, there's definitely pity follows. But so hopefully it's just your razor sharp wit. My my razor wit sharpness. I mean, I guess if you just want to mix up the words, I literally just said. I'm. Yeah, I'm about as sharp as a marble anyway. But. Yeah, so what do you got for me, Spencer? What do you what do you, what do you got for me? Well, I mean, it's kind of cool. We've we've turned a one. We're yes, aging. we've been doing this for a year consistently. Go back and check. I often forget how much we do this until I go back and look and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, we're this is insane. Probably half. We're not even close to halfway done with the project yet, but. I like to hope we're close eh? close to halfway. I mean. It's yeah. Definitely. I know we've got a lot more bullshit to go through, a lot more questions with the captain. Um, we, we there's still more Christmas songs. We probably got to do more exclusives because we've only done like two of those. Yeah, well, we still have to eat the hot sauce. It's like a meme at this point. Will yeah. they? Won't they? I mean, we will, but we just keep forgetting. Yeah. it's. I see it all the time, though, and I'm like, we should eat that. I want it. I want it in my body. Sooner rather than later. Okay. Yeah. Also to uh to our Jewish fans out there, I hope your Passover was good. Uh and to our uh non-Jewish fans, uh Easter was yesterday. Sorry about your Lord and Savior. Easter wasn't yesterday. Uh yeah, it was. Easter's on Sunday. Yeah, but this releases the Monday after Easter. Oh God! I always forget. There's that time hop. No, we exist. So, we exist in two different times. That's right. Okay. Yeah, all right. So because so, I was like, whoa. So it's simultaneously the future and the past. So in two days, in from the recording time, it'll be Monday Thursday. Tomorrow is Ash Wednesday, and then Good Friday. I don't know what they call Saturday. Passover? Is that Passover? It's it's all Passover. Passover has been this week. Okay, it's this week. I don't know much about Passover. I apologize. Passover is uh, a Jewish holiday celebrating the Jews' liberation from uh, or, or uh, freedom from bondage. I don't know how to word it. <laughs> Escape? Deslavening? Whatever it is, the point is we stopped being we stopped working for the Egyptians for without pay. And we we basically sit around a table and talk about it. For like a week. Is it fun? Is it a fun? Do you have fond Passover memories from your youth? I do, but I also have less than fond Passover memories. Oh, from my uh, middler ages. Why? Because, uh, like, the drunkest I've ever been was on Passover. Uh, and Ooh. you have not been drunk until you've been drunk on kosher for Passover, like kosher wine. Ah. It's it's next level shit. Uh, let's see here. 
That's really the only thing. Also, Passover kind of sucks because you can't eat bread during it. And and I keep there. My sister's been sending me all of these posts by like Christians who are doing Passover seders because I don't get it, to be honest with you. But whatever. We're not going to. This is a judgment free podcast. But right. okay, maybe a little bit of judgment. They're doing Passover seders, but they're they're not doing the no bread thing. <laughs> so okay. so you're not. It's like okay. Imagine you're watching a TV show that's based on another thing, like a show based on a book, right? Right, right. And on the show, the character who's your favorite character does something that they would never, ever do in the book. Now, now the problem with that, in my opinion, and you can disagree with me, is not that they change something from the book to the show. Who cares? Don't be such a nitpicky little whiny jerk. Who cares? But at least stay true to the nature of the character, you know? Yeah, I can see it. I mean, it, I, I have a mixed fe- I have mixed feelings about that in general, just changing things from the book to the movie. I understand that they're different art styles, so it's just going to happen. You know, like when they inevitably release uh, the Hot Fuss musical or the Samstown musical. It would be Samstown. It, 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 you know, they're going to have to flesh out certain characters like Uncle Johnny. There's only one song about Uncle Johnny and his defining feature is that he does cocaine. That's not really a character that you can build around unless you do something about that. What if Uncle Johnny becomes the main character of Samstown? Of Samstown? Yeah. What if, I mean, what if Sam, the, 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 is it eponymous? <laughs> it is eponymous. Whatever. If the eponymous Sam of Samstown become, turns out to be like the minor character to Uncle Johnny's major character. I'm I'm for it. I like it. I think uh, it would be more interesting. By the way, thank you for bringing it back to the killers. I got really tangential there. It's okay. I was I had a feeling we were about to get a classic Spencer Polio extended metaphor. So, I mean, I tried to try to rein it in a little bit. <laughs> Maybe like if you squint really hard and don't think too hard about it and. Just ignore it, basically. Well, I'm glad we learned in this first 10 minutes about Passover, at the very least. Yeah. And then and then Easter uh, and then on Easter Sunday, which is, you know, during Passover every year, uh, we uh, in celebration of the death of Jesus. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to finish that joke. He dies on on Easter, right? Or is, oh, spoilers. Yeah. I I couldn't remember. I Christmas yes. is, is the born one. And then, I think that it's it I guess I think technically it would be it's I think no no no. He doesn't die on uh Sunday. Sunday okay. is the day when he rises from the dead. That's why it's the oh. celebration day. Okay, so Saturday he gets crucified, then he dies. No, right no. He, he it's it's three I think Thursday. It's either thir- Wednesday or Thursday because he's he's dead for 3 days but and isn't on the good third Friday day when he's the risen. last supper was. Yes. When did Jesus is is it? I'm pretty sure the day that Jesus dies 
I'm so is, confused. It's because he he was dead for three days and then he rose from the dead. So, yeah, but so, so Friday, so Sunday, Friday is the day he died. Friday is the day he died. Good so, Friday. So he, that's not a good day. That's not good. He dies on good day. Because the day before that is Maundy Thursday. What the and hell? It's the day, and so Maundy Thursday is the day before the holy falling. Okay, so what's so, so what's Ash Wednesday? That's the Maundy Thursday is when the Last Supper happened. And then, yeah, Holy Saturday. So it's Holy Saturday, Great and Holy Saturday. The Great Sabbath is the day after Good Friday. So Good Friday is the day that Jesus was crucified and died. Hi, welcome to Soul of a Truck, a podcast about learning about religions. I was like, dude, I'm going to be so mad at myself if I don't remember this because I did it for every year for 15 years, you know, 16 years, maybe. I mean, like, no offense, but Judaism's super easy. It's like, we were slaves in Egypt. We got out. Let's drink. That's super easy. <laughs> like, let's eat with our family and we can't eat bread. Well, it's not rocket <laughs> surgery. I, I, I mean, do you do you observe? Do you not eat bread during this time? I just ate a sandwich. So, no. <laughs> I've I, uh, I, I don't. I don't participate in the avoiding of bread. However, <laughs> I did attend a Seder with my family uh, this year because they are fun. And I like to drink with my family because they're fun people to drink with. Well, that's nice. I mean, yeah. did, so wait, your fa- was your family here in Texas? No, no, no. We we had a Zoom call. Ah. Yeah, and I was a real piece of shit too. Like I didn't I I got like pizza and specifically ate something aggressively leavened in <laughs> in protest of that. Was it even of, good pizza? Was it good pizza? Uh yeah, it was. It was pretty good. Okay. Okay. Sh- should we talk about the song maybe? I guess. What is it? It's um hold on. Uh uh you know who my favorite actor that's also you know what my stage name is what's that i'm floating t he mirage i was a timid That was one of those gun to your head style puns. <laughs> it sounded like you were just naming things in the room. P- pun to your <laughs> head? Pun to your head. <laughs> pun to your head. Wow. Yeah, that's right. That's, uh, that's, that's the name of Spencer's uh, solo acoustic project. I mean, probably. <sighs> you know what sucks? What? I like this song. Why does that suck? Because we have nothing to talk about this week. Uh, so we, there's no contention because I also like the song. So we need we're going to have to drum up some sort of drama, uh, you know. No, we should just talk about how good this song is. And That's then, true. This is a very good song. And then, uh, I don't know, look at memes for like 30 minutes or something. Uh, you know, here's there's your roadmap, guys. That's what you're in for today. 
Um, I probably still will criticize Spencer's handling of memes or something. And I might roast one of the people that, well, there's probably no Gerwigs, is there? There's, there's two. Oh, wow. Okay. I might roast a Gerwig. So there's, there's mostly Gerwigs this week. Uh, okay. No, uh, like full, we'll get those full band covers eventually. We can hope and pray. Something I suggested to you via text earlier was how when the album, when the record, I need to stop saying album, when the record has been out for a year, we should do exclusive where we revisit all of the ITM songs that we've done and see if we can do like a, an extended ITM cover section. Okay. Yeah. I'm down with every Gerwig available. You already said you were down. You can't take it back. Oh, shit. It's over for me. It's sorry, everybody. You're fucked. I'm fucked. So employing the Mirage, though. It's so good. It's so damn. This is it's so interesting to me that this is the last song on the album, but I think it works. And it's such a good way to end the album because this song has great energy. And it, it, we discussed the 80s style vibe. I really like that. They kind of brought that back from Fire and Bone earlier on this album. Mm-hmm. And I just appreciate how like happy this song sounds. It, it feels like, musically it feels the way I envision a Wham song to feel like. <laughs> which we were also discussing before the pod which is why I'm bringing it up again. But in addition to that, I think it's, I'm trying to think here. This might be my favorite last song of an album of any killers album. Ooh. Can can we just, can we just think back and think if there's a better one? Uh, I don't know how many of the final songs we've done. But we've done more than a few. But let me let me take a look here. So it's okay. We definitely haven't done the one from Hot Fuss. It's but this not, song is way better than that. Yeah, and uh, Exit Lude is it's part that doesn't count. What do you mean Exit Lude doesn't count? Oh, it's definitely better than Good Night Travel. Well, woof. Sorry, everybody who stands that song. Battleborn. Let's see. Um, oh, Battleborn. Okay, it's better than Battleborn, which isn't a terrible song. Didn't we do Battleborn already? Nope. No, we haven't. Nope. We also, we haven't done very few of the final songs, actually, because we haven't done the one from Dub Dub either. So this is, this, this whole discussion is day and age. Pod spoilers. Yeah. Right. So, damn, we just skip ahead from, oh, God. Like, I just looked at what Dub Dub's last song is. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I, I stand by this. This is the best. Yeah. Song. Wow. What a safe take, honestly. <laughs> exactly. No, this is an ice cold take. <laughs> the killers are like the Simpsons. They don't know how to end things, man. <laughs> I, that I, Now I'm seeing that because I'm like looking at these songs. I'm like, wow. Oh, no. You never thought about it, but I'm fucking I right. I didn't. You are right. You know what they are really good at is starting albums. Oh, yeah. We've no, done no. a lot of the starting songs and they've been great. So we need to do more last songs because the reason we did Goodnight Travel Well so early is because I particularly didn't like it. And now that we're like 
revisiting all the other ones, like looking over them. Um, we should we should get those out of the way. Of Battleborn? Just in general. Yeah, I mean, we're going to need to tackle the the other two hits from. And I did use air quotes for the hits on Battleborn. Sorry, Carver's horse. I'm just. You mean, but here's here's a nice thing I can say. Yeah, here's the thing I can say. Wait, third best. Yeah, Battle Battleborn is not the third best album. It's uh, it's the third best Killers album. No, what? Get out of town. <laughs> this is me ITM is shit. better than Battle. Like, the this is your hot take. Well, Ty- I will say this Ty- one Ty- nice Ty- thing about Battleborn. One, well, one thing it's got Runaways, which is an absolute banger. But <clears throat> it's got. It also cool. has gone platinum and. Uh, you know, that's that means something because neither Dub Dub or ITM has gone there yet. I, I'm sure that ITM eventually will. The thing, the thing Laddie. about Battleborn is when I revisit Killer's albums, it's the one I keep enjoying in spite of how much I dislike it. And that says something about it. Hmm. Interesting. I, plus, it's got. A bunch of killer songs I'm a huge fan of, so. It's not bad. Including Rune Owies. <laughs> still. Rune Owies. Oof. Still one of my all-time best puns. Because <laughs> it, it made no sense, and it was very of its time, but it was so good. We well. Really, we really need to do, like, a, a, a revisit of that particular song. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, basically anything in the first 10. Anyway, so. ITM imploding the Mirage by the band, the killers. So we both like it. We think it's it's a bop and a banger. And. Other positive words about its goodness. What do you like about it, Spencer? That's it. Yeah, that's all you got for me. Okay. No. Okay. Let me let me back up. I love it when the killers get nostalgic and this is all nostalgia. It even it even feels like an old song. It does. It's got like I said, it's got an 80s vibe, but it's got a it's very jaunty. That's the that's the word I'm looking for with this one. But lyrically, it's so funny. It's. It's like Brandon is viewing. uh, Okay, first off, let's let's talk about what the song like is about. I'm pretty sure the song's about Tana again. Yeah, lots of Tana. Yeah. And this song is about Tana. From Brandon's perspective and about Mm. how he was influenced by her. That's always how it that's how it reads. And if you're listening through the album, there's another song on there which we haven't done yet, but I'll say I'll tell you what it is. The song oh. Blowback, the second song in the album. Is the same idea. But Blowback is kind of a downbeat song and it's slower. Yeah. And it's about how, you know, she's got she's doing all she's, you know, living through all kind of the 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 stuff and it's making her harder and more stronger or whatever 
And we'll discuss this more in the actual episode whenever we talk about that song. Whereas ITM is all about like positives. It's all rosy and rose colored and sunflowers and rainbows and shit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. ITM is super happy. It's like, it is very happy. It's such this a, is a happy album, and it cl- this closes this album. That's a, I guess this is another thing that kind of sets it apart. When I, you know, listeners at home, you can spoil the pod on your own by going and looking at the final track of every Killers album. And e- no matter how you feel about those songs, they're definitely, for the most part, kind of sad or slow. Yeah, you know, no, I agree. In in particular, the one from Day and Age we've already done, "Goodnight Travel Well," is an inc- like the energy from "Goodnight Travel Well." and imploding the mirage are on two opposite ends of the spectrum. Exactly. Exactly. And I, you know, that's why I guess I appreciate it so much. I, I didn't expect this type of song to close out a killer's album subconsciously. I've listened to them all. And when this came out, listening to this all the way through, this is like a treat at the end. Oh, this happy little, it makes you want to like skip around. It's like, and it's- it's like, like if you if you set a video, this this music video could be set to somebody walking into a room full of mouse traps, and it would be appropriate. <laughs> well, I'm gonna crack a bevy. <laughs> like, like a yeah. Like imagine a, somebody walking into like, a room and just like, like a Tom like, and Jerry sort of thing. yeah, like Tom Tom from Tom and Jerry walking into a Tom's room. Tom's the cat, and it's full of mousetrap. Yeah, yeah. And he walks into yeah. Tom is the cat, and you know he does. I think that happens. Like he sets a bunch of mouse traps and then walks into them and is like leaping around. Yeah, that would be appropriate for this song. That's how I hold feel on, it. hold on. We need to try this. Okay. Uh, there's got to be the like mouse traps gag has definitely happened in a cartoon, if not that. No, one. definitely. Uh, Tom and Jerry mousetrap gag. Let's just search mousetrap. Uh, let's see here. Uh, welcome to the exciting world of Googling stuff on. You know what? I don't care that much. Something, something repeatable violence. Everyone knows what we're talking about. We don't need to look this up. <laughs> Uh, this week's episode, by the way, is brought to you by the new film Tom and Jerry uh, from on HBO Max on HBO. <laughs> can you can you imagine? Yeah, I that would blow me away, honestly, if I was listening and I was like, OK, usually it's just those anchor ads. But this week they advertised the Tom and Jerry movie <laughs> on I, HBO Max. I feel like since no one's going to fucking watch that thing that. Now we're never going to get that ad. Damn. They I would, wanted to be in the movie. They would they would sponsor a Q-list podcast. <laughs> Q-list. Yeah, cuz I, I like the letter choice. I like the letter choice. At least you didn't say Z-list. We've at least made it up from Z, guys. Yeah, no. We have we have more than none listeners. We just have We love you each individually. Yes. Especially Michael. Yeah. Michael, I tell you every week you better listen. Yeah. Yeah, he means it when he says he loves you more than friends. Yeah, as as I stole that from Sean Evans. Uh, Shout out to Hot Ones. We should get them on Uh, the pod. Yeah, get Sean Evans on the pod, Spencer. I bet he would go on the pod. I that would that would make my life. I mean, yeah, people people 
it, that are, you know, the celebrities that are interviewed quite often have uh, like complimentary things to say about Sean Evans interviewing style. And it's 100% deserved. Yeah. He's a, he's a genius. So also we could, we could share about our mutual love for hot sauce since you and I are both actual hot sauce enthusiasts. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Like we could, we could bond. Yes. Or, or bondage. Oh, kinky spicy. Spencer's safe word is neon tiger. <sighs> okay, so. <laughs> so the Reddit, let's go. Let's look at Reddit. Uh, let's see what Reddit's got going on. Uh, I'm going to read this one. It's by Ghost Ivan from seven months ago. Is it just me or does Imploding the Mirage song sound like one of the songs from the Netflix series Sex Education? Um, I don't have any personal feelings on this before I read the content. Have you seen that I've show? I've never seen this. I have not. No. Okay. So this, uh, this thread is going to be completely irrelevant to us. Let's see what other people think. I'm loving the album. It's different, but it's very good. And I'm liking imploding the Mirage song, but I'm getting vibes of songs that are in sex education series on Netflix. Anyone else getting those vibes too? Or is it just me? And uh, the top comment is from HH Paul HH. His vocal style in this song reminds me of the band Haim. Shout out to Haim. And then the, let's see, let's go to controversial. Cause yeah. there's not many comments on this guys. Yeah. Sex. Uh, this is from LCS, or it could be LC Sixus. Sixus. LC Sixus. We've done. We've had. LC. Yeah. We've. They've been on the pod before. Yeah. Uh, sex education is very good. I didn't even listen to the song ITM. I'm on fire and bone now, and I already think it's a great idea. Holy shit! What a record. Um, I is think it? that got maybe controversial because it 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 doesn't address the question at all it also doesn't make any sense because isn't, right. isn't fire and bone like the third song on the album do you like listen to one a day buddy like what's going on yeah you gotta ration your when the you killers gotta, are only releasing albums like every four years you yeah, gotta so you ration gotta, your excitement because yeah, once you hear it you can't take it back <laughs> yeah you can't be like ooh, i can, can't wait to listen to this new oh i've seen this one uh, what a stupid, uh, what a stupid joke. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of known for that at this point. Okay, Fire and Bone is the sixth song, but still. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Own Soul's Warning, Blowback, and then uh, Cody the Miracle, right? No, Cody the Miracle hasn't come out yet. I'm just too excited for it. I know. It's not even going to be on the next album. Oh, I'm sorry. It's... uh. My own so's warning. Blowback, funky town, where the white boys dance. Uh, uh, zombie hands, white demon love song. Isn't and questions with the captain. What do you think? It, do you think? Do you think the killers would cover funky town? Yeah, totally. I I can see it in my head being like a live performance that they do and Brandon being like, won't you take me to Funky Town? And, uh, you know, Ronnie's just back there with that classic Ronnie in the vibe face drumming away to Funky Town. The backup singers who are already there 
are singing back up to Funky Town. Mark is just thumping that rhythm. Jake Blanton's there too, because you need two basses for how fat that bass riff goes. Oh, hell yeah. And then Ted Sable and Dave Kuning are fretting each other's guitars while they play that. That's oddly sexual. I'm kind of into it. Ray Swin is just high as fuck hang gliding into the crowd and dropping K not like ketamine, but like the letter the K, K the, the letter K like, like letter giant K is metal illuminated K's f- from hundreds foam of K's. feet in the air <laughs> crushing people no. blood everywhere the cheers from the chains. crowd are, are drowned out by the screams <laughs> coating them in blood Running and screaming, they rush the stage, hoping to find safety by being close to the band who the K represents. But alas, Racewind has impeccable aim. Why did this turn into like a fucking? You fucking like, started it, Hank. I didn't. I I didn't start. I did not take it in the dark direction. I was making it sound like a banging concert that's happening, and then you're like, and then everybody fucking dies. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay uh, then you uh yeah. there's just it turned into like what's his face like tom clancy like the end of a tom clancy novel or something or like a death clock concert so oh god that was fucking fun uh, well that's how they're gonna play funky town anyway guys the song we're not doing this week but apparently the killers have never covered lips inc hold on you know what the song, this song, Imploding the Mirage, it kind of reminds me of certain Genesis songs, like especially from the era of Genesis with Invisible Touch. I'm pretty sure that album's called Invisible Touch, right? Sure. I'm looking this up. If I'm right, uh, add five points to my house uh, listeners at home. If you guys have been keeping score this whole time about how many times I've been right over Spencer, I bet I'm dominating. What is this like? Are we are we Harry Potter houses now? Yeah, House Spencer um, and House uh, Michael. So, so is is House Michael the cerebral, uh, thoughtful one, and House Spencer is the intuitive, snarky one? I guess that's not for us to decide. Honestly, uh, when we when we inevitably get some pot art for it, then they can decide what what who's who. Uh, I am right. Invisible Touch is a Genesis album. And uh, okay, you know what? Actually, let me tell. Let's see if this is close, Spencer. Let's see. Have I? I think I've likened other songs by Genesis to the Killers before. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, we did. uh, What's that song? Uh, Shot at the Night. Shot at the Night. I'm pretty sure it was the one. Yeah. A Genesis song sounds like. So. And then I listened to Genesis for for that. Episode. That's right. So we're not going to do it again. We can't have more Genesis on the pod. This isn't a Genesis podcast. Yeah, so. that's uh, if you're looking for a Genesis podcast, check out Up and Down and All Around hosted by Troy Reeves. <laughs> Get it? Because Sonic the Hedgehog uh, and Sega Genesis on the Sega Genesis. Wow. That is fantastic. Uh, is there this- another? OK, there is another Reddit thread. Oh yeah, there there's is. another Reddit thread, y'all, by Hopeless Haze that says, "What is Imploding the Mirage? The song about? I know not everyone likes this song, but I love it. 
been racking my brain trying to figure out what this song is about. Anybody have guesses? Ink Inquisitive shout out has said, which is the best comment. Yeah, like other commenters, I think it's about when Brandon and Tana met, how her existence forced him to come out of his shell. Oh. I like that. And then, I like that. And then uh, professional superhero of the pod, Larky18, says meeting his wife in the beginning and coming to the realization that he had to move out of Vegas for her. I had to do it. I had no other choice. you got to listen to the inside voice. A bullet train will get you there fast, but it won't guarantee you. It's like it's a lyric from the song. I it, this. OK, I like that. Uh, I like that interpretation. I think it's a good comment. Um, it, I just sort sorted by controversial and it's kind of got me dumbfounded. Elsie <laughs> sakes us again, says Larky 18. Come here, buddy. Mm. What? Why? Why? I, they, I wonder if they, if they have prior interactions, I'll have to do research on that. But from here, it just seems like a very weird way to start a comment. Anyway, mm. I want to say it's Brandon and Tana's first meeting. Chewing on fat is a British slang for gossip. And I had to Google that. Anyway, it seems to mix their first meeting and the fact he imploded the mirage. So. Is that. But. Are you. Is. What is. Like. Like. What? Use your words, Spencer. That sounds oddly sexual. What? Implode. The fact that he imploded, <laughs> imploded the mirage. <laughs> I imploded her mirage, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like the very, so that's a character from like a bit, you know, like a show bit, the like well-read sexist. The well-read sexist. <laughs> what the? The, the ultra-literate sexist. Hey, buddy. I'd like to say your woman is voluptuous, shapely. And I'd like to see a little bit of her circumlocution. You know what I mean? Not. A, I, I love the part where you mispronounce the word voluptuous. That's that's part of it. <laughs> like like it makes it sleazier somehow. I don't. I right. Don't, it's beautiful. right. It has to. He, it has to still be sleazy. But he's he clearly isn't just like he knows. He knows how to words. Yeah, he's read a couple books. He's read a book or two. And not just like the manual to his car. Yeah, he's he's definitely read like the. The penthouse letters or whatever. <laughs> isn't that that's what that's penthouse what, letters. Isn't that like a thing? I don't, I've never I don't fucking. The Spencer internet, doesn't read. The Internet is full of. Nudity, I don't have to read magazines for it. That is true. The Internet is very full of nudity. Yeah. Let me implode that mirage for you. I'll implode my mirage. Hi, Mom. <laughs> 20, 40 minutes in. New record. Yeah, you just had to get 40 minutes in. Thanks, Spencer Mama. Yes. Also, I'm sorry. I think I think it's funnier when I say something really gross. <laughs> knowing that people who I'm related to listen to this. And know how fucking like, cause they, they, I'm like this all the time. 
like the way I am on this podcast. I'm I'm a little more up, but this isn't a bit. I'm basically like this all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you've ever been to karaoke with Spencer, um, he he can talk your ear off. It's true. That's I, I, have you ever lost your voice before, Spencer? Not I've I've definitely become hoarse, but I've never I've never made I've never had it. So I was like, I couldn't I know I've never had that happen. Wow. Because you sing and you talk all night. So you're, you'd think your vocal cords would be tired, but they're just strong. Strong, strong, like ox. They're strong and long and down to get the friction on. Baby got back. Or, or to uh, do it like, uh, you know, those like 20 something girls at every karaoke show. One nine hundred makes a lot. <laughs> that's that's literally every girl, like every not even every girl, like just every person. Don't don't sing Baby Got Back at karaoke. Just don't. Do I just it. feel like if you have the talent to do Baby Got Back, like because it does require you to be have like rhythm and rap and be able to like confidently, uh, you know, say the lyrics. And rap the lyrics. But if you can do that, there's just better rap songs that everyone would much rather see you do because Baby Got Back has been played out. Exactly. And that's that's and it's it's just a song about how much you love asses, which there's also better songs about how much people love asses. I've been thinking like that one song from recent times that starts with ass, 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 ass. You know that one? Or the thong song? The thong. Oh, yeah. Cisco. Can we just talk about the thong song for a minute? If anybody out there has worked in uh, food service or, you know, any sort of like hotel industry, you probably have heard of Cisco. And if you're like me, you can't help but look at that brand name without thinking about the thong song. It happens every time. Every time I would see this, the Cisco guy show up with our our shit. I would just think of the thong song. Cisco brand systems. Let me see that thong. I mean, the for Cisco to go full, like the full Ouroboros capitalism journey from being a rap star that had a major hit about how much you love women's asses and thongs to the point where you maybe start making, uh, commercials with your song in there about with the thong song, but you've changed the lyrics so slightly to be applicable about Cisco products. Can you imagine if that happened? I 100% I can. They had the dudes from uh fucking, uh, you know, whoop. There it is tag team. They have a commercial out right now where they're talking, singing about ice cream. So what you're saying is potentially the 90s nostalgia bomb could drop where Cisco Systems could get Cisco, the musical artist, to perform a thong song rendition, but related to interconnectivity uh, networking systems. Yes. And I think... Well, I think Cisco is just product delivery because they would bring food for us. 
I, I don't have a damn clue what Cisco. Oh, was. I thought you knew what Cisco was. I thought that it was. For a I always there. thought it was networking stuff. I thought it was. No, um, Cisco. We're looking this. This is the most interesting part of the imploding the mirage episode. I gotta say, we we have we have nothing to talk about. There's nothing here, guys. Yes. Yeah, so, so Cisco is wholesale restaurant food supplies. That's what Cisco does. Oh, that's thought, so they would always bring us like bulk items that, you know, you go through a lot of at the hotel that you just need to buy a bunch of. And then you have good chefs who take that those ingredients, which are just mass produced, and then they turn them into twenty five dollar hamburgers. and shit. Oh, see, I'm thinking of Cisco Systems, which is a multinational tech conglomerate based in San Jose. Oh, well, this is a different Cisco, guys. And it's closer to the way that Cisco the rapper is spelled, who if you don't know is S-I-S-Q-O and the O has an accent over it. Oh, clearly we clearly we run in different circles, Michael. I mean, I know the other Cisco, too, from my current job. So, so it's both. I guess I could have brought that up as well. But it was more because this Cisco is spelled with an S like regular Cisco. and. Anyway, Thong Song came out in 2000, so it would require a fucking year 2000 revival. The aughts. The new willennium. I mean, a lot of good shit happened in 2000. That's true. So That is absolutely true. I don't see why this is a bad thing. It's it's not at all. to get back to it, we let's 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 reload the mirage. Is that what we're gonna? Is that is that the the joke of this episode? Yeah. We decide to start doing forty five minutes in, where we keep doing other things to the mirage. That's just what I decided right now. Uh, I'm not married to the idea, but no, you're not. You're not betrothed the mirage. Oh, my God. So uh, the lyrics. <laughs> uh, are you reading the lyrics? Or are you reading the annotations this time? Because there actually are annotations. I'm still giggling good. about betrothing the mirage. The betrothing the mirage. Oh, can we look at the Russian translation? Oh, hell yeah. Only if you read it. Ah, of course. In, in Cyrillic. Russian. I can't I can't speak Russian. I can't read Cyrillic, unfortunately. Oh, well, so that might be a problem. Wow. Uh, I'm going to use Google Translate. Uh, did you read the... Uh, what did you do last <laughs> week? <laughs> That's why I love Google Translate, because oh. if I, if you take the Russian translation and then have Google Translate automatically translate the page into English, the lyrics are completely different from Floating the Mirage. Okay, well, in that case, uh, let's read them just for funsies. Okay. Let's, for funsies, do... I was a shy Rockwell boy. She was all tattoos and ready for a relationship. Hold on. I got to read the uh, I got to read the annotation. Okay. Norman Rockwell was an American painter and illustrator who lived in the 20th century. His works often feature school children who are portrayed in different situations, either a portrait or a picture with a humorous context. Rockwell boy. (laughs) Yeah, a Rockwell boy. Is the image uh, of a little boy who does not sit still, but is constantly looking for adventure. In some ways, this image is very similar to Tom Sawyer. Modern day warrior mean mean stride. 
His mind is not foreign. Exactly. So when he got a government. Sorry. Anyway, uh, she was all tattoos ready for a relationship. <laughs> Everyone knew that she would be mine, but she could be a dangerous thing. <coughs> Sorry, took a drink, guys. But I was not worried because the thought of becoming yin-yan, pushing boundaries beyond my imagination. Original. But I threw caution because something about that yin and the yang was pushing my boundaries out beyond my imagining. The phrase I threw caution refers to another song on this album, namely Caution. Yin Yang was also mentioned in an interview with the band lead singer Brandon Flowers for Alt Nation, Sirius XM. There, Brandon said that the Las Vegas experience was very similar to the yin yang idea. There's no other annotations in this Russian translation, so uh, I'm going to have the other one ready and I'll just stop you whenever we get to the thing. Okay. Oh, okay. You want me to keep reading this? Yeah, go. Okay. While you were there and gossiping about everything, I let her go. All right, stop. Uh, Chewing the fat is the annotation, an expression meaning to gossip or make small talk. Go on. I let her go. While you were there weighing the chances, I dispelled mirages. That's so fucking sick. I yeah. love that. That's way better. I dispelled mirages. I dispelled mirage. <laughs> uh, there's an annotation on imploding the mirage here. We were accustomed to landmarks of our life being imploded. Places that our grandparents used to work or that we would go to breakfast on Christmas morning, Flower says. They implode things in Las Vegas. So I use that analogy for my move out of Las Vegas. I think it's about growing up, about realizing what's important in your life. And instead of replacing it with another mirage or another facade, replace it with something eternal and real, like love. Brandon's use of the word eternal here is something that any LDS will recognize as being tied intrinsically to their faith being sealed together in a specially spe- specially temple wedding ceremony creates what is known as an eternal family, something that is essential to fully experience eternal life. There are many other more direct references to Latter-day Saint temples in this album. See cut from a stained glass mountain. I'm doing finger quotes every time there's things in quotes, by the way. You can't see me doing it, but I'm doing it in Dying Breed or the bridge in When Dreams Run Dry, which we haven't done yet. That corroborates this theme of shedding the mirage or facade of Las Vegas for something more authentic and faith filled. And there's a link to a Forbes article. Okay, go on. Sorry. Where am I? Uh, You are. I dispelled mirages. I dispelled mirages. While you were there and just stood, I decided to get out of camouflage. I did not get lost in immeasurable collage. I dispelled mirages. I dispelled mirages. Stop, stop for a second. That's so good. That's I love how the Russian translation just sounds more Russian. I <laughs> While you were there and just stood, I decided to get out of camouflage. That's so oh, I love it. <laughs> Chorus two, I had to do it. I had no choice. You have to listen to the inner voice. Uh, stop. The high. Sp- oh, go ahead. 
i.e. listening to the voice within. This is a reference to the still small voice or promptings from the Holy Spirit. Brandon Flowers is a faithful Latter-day Saint, and therefore he believes in the gift of the Holy Ghost that he received after baptism. This gift is a promise that the Spirit will always guide him right as long as he is worthy and listening. In the context of the song, Brandon is talking about his slow realization that Las Vegas is the not right place for his family. Even with Tana's past trauma and subsequent PTSD triggered by the city, Brandon's experience and approach has been much different. See references to yin and yang in the first verse. Because of who he is as a person, he's had no other choice but taking things slow, constantly checking back to make sure a decision feels right. Ultimately, though, this investment of courage and doubt has allowed him to push beyond what he initially imagined and realize that Tana is right and Las Vegas was holding them back. This is, by the way, this is all from Tanner Todd, the wordiest f- friend who we have had. Oh, Tanner Todd. Okay. Uh, I know there was that one person who was like a super genius that was on here once. Oh, yeah. But anyway, next I don't remember lines, their name. And then we have an annotation. Go. Okay. The. This okay. I'm going to read these next two lines and you tell me if this doesn't sound like something that you'd read on a fortune cookie. The high speed train will take you there in a moment, but this is not a guarantee of a long life. That's sick. I love that. Right? <laughs> that seems like something you would get. Can we get on that a on a t shirt for the pod? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to. Um, I'm going to hold on. I need to tweet that right now. That's so good. Go go on, keep. Oh, you've got an annotation to read. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna. Here, I'll just I'll just paste that without any context. Uh, okay, Brandon could have made the snap decision to agree with his wife and leave Las Vegas, but he wouldn't have been happy. He had to do things his way, taking time to see that leaving was actually the right choice. Also from Tanner Todd. All right, now finish this verse, and then I'll do another annotation. Sometimes it takes a little courage and doubt. To push the boundaries beyond the limits of your imagination. Those two lyrics, by the way, are very similar in English. Brandon had to challenge his deeply held conceptions of home and identity in order to implode the mirage, i.e. leave the quote-unquote golden shackles of Vegas behind. It wasn't easy, but because he had the courage to doubt his assumptions about his life plan he was finally able to push out the boundaries of his imagination to include the option of moving his family away from the home he loved. Chorus. While you were there and gossiping about everything, I let her go. While you were there weighing the odds, I dispelled mirages. While you were there and just stood, I decided to get out of camouflage. I didn't get lost in the immense collage. I dispelled mirages. I dispelled mirages. Uh, okay. Bridge. I was fascinated by such a spectacle. The incomparable power of the glow. Stop. Matchless power is a phrase often used in the Latter Day Saint scripture with reference to God. I feel like we should do what we should do the last chorus, where you should try to sing the the Russian translation as a the, Russian person. No, in into the with the song playing in the background. Okay. So while I'm reading All this right. annotation, find an instrumental of uh actually no, we'll just we'll just play it in the in the watch together with the normal song in the background. Anyway, 
Uh, and that's a link to the Church of Jesus Christ website, which I don't feel like going to right now. No offense. Brandon is likely using this imagery to show that he had allowed himself to be caught up in the false god or of the glamour and lights of Las Vegas. This line shows his reverence for and attachment to his home. He was captive, but since the shackles were golden, he didn't mind. He was getting by. But then his wife threw, black, threw back the curtain, blew the fuse on the whole thing, and began to see Vegas for what it was, especially in relation to the needs of his family. A mirage. Tana had been ready to leave for a long time, but he set to work dismantling, imploding his conception of self and home in order to give her the wings she needed so they could both leave and stay together. Go on. Ooh, these are some tra- these are some real interpretations on the lyrics here. But uh, where it's where just it's all Tanner Todd. Um, it's all oh, okay. That's why it's just because it's t- Tanner Todd. Um, I was oh, okay. shackled with golden bracers. Is the <laughs> I was shackled with golden bracers. Passing by, she tripped over the switch, Go pulled on, out the on. fuse. Similar to the caution line earlier, this one references blowback. Because the blacktop's burning up what's left of the fuse, and she knows where she comes from. She doesn't need you dragging her all the way through it again. It's like breaking in the blowback. Further, the two sections mirror each other in describing the person is ready to move on past her problems. That was by This River is Wild. Everything else has been Tanner Todd. Go on. Finish this. Finish the bridge, and then um, <laughs> we'll go to the... Uh, I've got an annotation and then we'll do the last chorus as you sing the Russian in go on. Just go. No extra pair of shoes needed here. She spread her wings and prepared to take off into the sky. Hell yeah. Tanner Todd says, I interpret this as saying that Tana was going to leave Vegas anyway with or without Brandon. Call it a stretch, but I think it makes sense. This is the first time Tanner Todd has seemed like a human. What? Like all of his, like uh, not an actual genius. Yeah, not a genius. Not all the other annotations were very, you know, distant. And this one's very personal. Anyway, call huh. it a stretch, but I think it makes sense in the context of the album. This line is saying that she doesn't have to walk away, doesn't need a new pair of shoes, because he's finally come around. Her wings have come. And now they can leave as a family to whatever unknown potential awaited them in their next phase. And then hold on. Go. Okay. Well, you're there and gossip about every. I led her while you were there weighing the odds. I dispelled mirages. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. And it's also the last chorus is a little different. Oh, well, whatever. While you were there and just stood, I decided to. I I couldn't even do it. I just. I failed, Pod. It's fine. You were perfect. We believe in you. So, yeah. You're all lying to me. That was great. Thank you. We should do Russian translation of Killer's lyrics more often. I mean, I didn't expect that to happen when I was like, oh, you can view the lyrics in other languages. This is crazy because they also have a Spanish translation. 
I bet. And we should see if the Spanish translation is like sexier somehow. It kind of is, honestly. But she imploding the mirage is the and same. Ready to unfold. Right. <laughs> a bullet train will take you fast, but it won't guarantee you a long duration. <laughs> that sounds way more sexual. Yeah, right? You were right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, the rest of it's pretty much the same. So, I mean, that was Imploding the Mirage, guys. And I do think this is a heavy Tana song. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Um, and the, the, the imagery of them and, I guess, real-life symmetry of them moving and how it seems to improve their lives considerably. So, they moved to what, Utah? Yeah, they moved to Utah. Okay. So, they're with the L that they're in the LDS hometown. Yeah. So, you know, more power to them. Spencer has nothing. I have nothing to, to add. say. Nothing to add. He's just sitting there with like a completely blank stare on his face. Sorry, I got distracted by Twitter. The, I need to the dull add. blue light of his computer monitor glazed over his lethargic face a fly lands on his eyeball and is just like moving around freely uh he's surrounded by empty discarded capri suns my overall health definitely declined the day i realized i could buy capri sun whenever i wanted <laughs> tell me <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, I did that. I did that in college, but after college, I was like, this is just candy. It's like liquid candy. Yeah, I know. Hence why my overall health declined. <laughs> so you're just well, that's true. You did get a case of Yoohoo. Yeah, like this is this is very much par for the course. Honestly, that's who I want to get a sponsorship by is Yoohoo. Just for you, Spencer. Oh, you're sweet. I want to get a Yoohoo sponsorship so Spencer can get like one of those helmets with the that you put beers in, but it's just got two Yoohoos. Just two? Uh, two? Yeah. <laughs> you have like a sombrero that you can pour like eight Yoohoos oh, like into. Oh, like a beer helmet. Okay. Yes, sorry. a beer helmet. I just, thought you were I just like, just I thought you were like, use it, like fill a helmet with ice and put like two bevies in it. Like I was like. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, how many Yoohoo's do you need to be able to drink at once in a helmet? I, I mean, at least three. Wow. Now that's incredible. I want to see you create your own Yoohoo helmets at home, people. Because it's what Employing the Mirage is about. <laughs> see, I'm not even saying this is a bad episode because I think it's a great episode, but this is the dumbest episode we've ever done. Uh, I mean, <sighs> yeah, it, it is a pretty it's it's been a while since there's been just a no holds barred stupid episode. It's pretty funny that it was imploding the mirage because I actually like this song. It's just because it's too new and there's not enough out there about it. But yeah, so so the next section of the pod normally would be our live versions. But because the band has not played live and so thus we since can't this was released any of their, their live versions. So I, I just have a thing that says discuss 
the revisit covers and live versions when the band comes back. It doesn't even it doesn't even have good grammar in it. It's just bad. <laughs> but when when the band yeah, don't don't look at that one too hard. <laughs> and you'll or you'll realize how stupid my sentence structure was. Uh <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. I can't good. I can't look good. at it anymore. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Uh, but the good news is we totally have a name the same section this week. 14 bands have all made songs called Imploding the Mirage. You're lying. Yes. Yes, I am. I would be blown away if there was just one. Can you imagine like, okay, okay. So. Another band makes a song called Imploding the Mirage. Who are they? What does it sound like? Go. It's Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, and it sounds like Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. (laughs) Yeah, I saw Big Bad Voodoo Daddy at Epcot one year. Did you really? Yeah. You saw Big Bad Voodoo Daddy live, really? Yeah. They okay. That is so funny to me. Okay, so check it. So Epcot does this thing called the Food and Wine Festival. (laughs) All right, I think they do it every year. And all the little countries of the world have like you know national food, and you could just eat your way around the world and get really drunk at Disney World, which is the best place to be drunk. I will fight you on this. I'm not going to argue. That sounds awesome. And in one of the countries, I don't remember which there was just a stage and I was like, I know that song. And I was like, oh, shit, that's that's big, bad voodoo daddy. And the sad part is, if I recall correctly, I had missed blues traveler by like a day. Because what they would do is they would go out, they would play their one song and they'd leave. Wow, so you only saw one big bad voodoo, voodoo daddy song. Yeah, and it was like the the famous one. I, I, what? I, hey, daddyo, or whatever. Go, daddyo. Hold on. Let me let me see when. We, we, you got to play this on the watch together first, honestly, before we start any of these. Hold on. Other things, because the people at home know who big bad voodoo. And I honestly wasn't thinking about about big bad voodoo daddy. I was actually thinking of the cherry popping daddies. Oh, you're thinking of that other song. Zoot Suit Riot. Yeah, okay, so check it out. Yeah, I think this was when I was there. Uh, but this... And the fact that they called their band the Cherry Poppin' Daddies is so grotesque as an adult. As a kid, I didn't know what that meant. Okay, it wasn't was that? that year, because... Oh, God. Maybe it was 2017? What Spencer, what are you looking up over there? I'm looking up when you saw Big Bad Voodoo Daddy at Epcot. Yeah, apparently they always get the same group of bands. Because I've looked at three of them and Sugar Ray, Blue October and Big Bad Voodoo Daddy have been on all three of them. Wow. I went there the year that Sister Hazel played 
the, like the week before Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. It wasn't it wasn't uh, the other one I said. Oh, OK. Bummer. Well, that's what we're looking for here. here guys. It is. That's it was 2016. I saw. Yeah, this was the year. And apparently they get Starship every year. So so here is a link to the list of bands that showed up to the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. So we talked about Passover, the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. And now I'm going to I'm actually going to pull up a performance. Wow. Wow, y'all, this is an incredible lineup here. Soul Asylum. Oh man, Living Color would be cool. That would have been fun. Let's see here. Um the motto of this is eat to the beat. That's so stupid. It really is. That just sounds like something somebody wears on a giant oversized white t-shirt that they got thrown at them from a t-shirt cannon. There's got to be Are you going to play Are you going to play Big I'm Bad trying to Voodoo find Daddy a fucking video of it, dude. Of of the Epcot performance? Yeah. You're they looking play specifically every for the single Epcot. year. Okay, I want to see whatever. I want to see Spencer crowd surfing. That's the only reason that I would wait for this video. Because well, Spencer was crowd surfing to Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Yeah, you're right. We're not going to. Here's them in 2018 <laughs> performing Agents, at Epcot. Put your hands together and welcome to the stage, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. At Epcot. Wow. Look at this show, too. Everybody's sitting down. Look at all these fucking there's, boomers, right? Yeah, there's all these boomers. Yep. This is, they would have a song called Imploding the Mirage. Yeah, they kind of would. Hey, implode that mirage. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I'm right, though. This crowd is the, look at all these fucking boomers. Oh, yeah, this is Boomer Central. know will ferrell was the lead singer of big bad Voodoo daddy he does kind of looks like will ferrell but really he just looks like a dude i didn't know chad smith fedora. from the red hot chili peppers <laughs> was oh, the yeah, lead yeah. singer of big bad voodoo daddy oh yeah oh tell, my god tell me i'm wrong he does kind of look like chad smith too it's a little bit it's it's you're pretty I think, closer i think he looks more like chad smith than he does like will ferrell well, and I know they resemble each other, but I think it's the headgear because because Will Ferrell doesn't really wear hats, right? He's not really a right. Hat. He's not. But Chad Smith doesn't wear fedoras. Yeah, but if he did, he'd look like that guy. OK, you're right. You're right. John. So there's a night. There's a nightcore version. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing an ad this week. I don't want to fucking deal with it. There's three covers. OK. Hit me with the Nightcore version first. All right. So this week we've got from the channel Aesthetic Nightcore, the Imploding the Mirage Nightcore version. And Michael, as always, while the song is playing, please describe the image. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, it is a cute anime girl with like white hair and I guess bunny ears. And she is like bent over looking at you and winking. And there's like water behind her. She was tattooed and 
it's a beautiful blue sky with a few clouds. This is... I love it. Yeah, I mean... should have done it more chipmunky personally i do wish it was more chipmunky that's my only complaint with that nightcore version is that the the pitch on his voice isn't high enough exactly otherwise i liked it liked the vibe still still good still a good song when nightcore so yeah okay so next up we've got the channel jared rollison and this is an acoustic cover a gerwig if you will Ooh. But it's actually pretty good quality. And I was really worried he wasn't going to sing, but he does. Was a timid boy. She was tattooed and ready to deploy. I like his room. It's neat. I have one. I have one grape. It's really minor. What? Fix your Rubik's Cube, buddy. You clearly know how to solve it. <laughs> Well, you were out there chewing on that probable cause. I let go while you were out there weighing on. I wasn't floating the mirage. Well, you were out there looking like that. Struck my name from the camouflage. I wasn't locked in no collage. I wasn't floating Wow. I want to skip ahead. Well, that's a, this, is, this is a pretty good cover. I was spellbound by the show. The matchless power of the glow. I was bound by gold and shackles. Getting by. That was good. That was good. That's a good cover. Thank you, Jared Rellison. All right. We've got one more. One more, guys. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Just Here we go. Covers, Let's see it. But it's mostly Gerwig's. But you got to free up, so yeah, you know, don't know. say Papa Spence never gave you nothing. Uh, so this is the channel. We've actually had him on the pod before. Rob Van Opdorp. Okay. And uh, this is his cover of Imploding the Mirage by the Killers. This is the one where I was like, are you not going to sing? And then he totally sings, and it's awesome. This is a much different intro, too. Why you're out there looking like that? I struck my name 
I wasn't locked in no kalash. <laughs> Another good cover. That's nice about these Gerwigs this week is they're good. Yeah, they're good Gerwigs. <laughs> good Gerwigs. Good Gerwigs. Great Gerwigs. Good Gerwigs. Well, Spencer, final thoughts on ITM? It sucks. Terrible song. Zero out of ten. Throw it under the bus. Damn, you turned on it. Worst last song of any Killers album. Man, still I'd rather, time for the hot takes. I'd rather listen to Goodnight Travel Well on repeat every day of the week. You already do that. Don't lie. I'm lying about this. I think this is a great song. Yeah, this is a fantastic killer song. I think I think it's the best last song on any killer's album. Uh, spoilers for the rest of the pod. And just in general, like. ITM's a good album, guys. If you haven't listened to it. Go do that and start making covers for the songs we haven't done or do covers for the songs we have done so we can talk about you later. Ooh. Please do just engage and we'll reciprocate with love. Hey. What about you, Michael? That's what do you think about this song? I still appreciate it quite a bit. Um, this is another one uh, I'm going to put on my ideal killers set list for seeing them live. I really want to hear this one live. You think I they think should end? A lot of fun. You think they should end with this. Um, that would be amazing. Yeah, me too. And then, and then Spencer, you should really crowd surf. I'm not really the crowd surfing type because I'm fat. <laughs> uh, we'll get you there. We're going to train. We're going to create a documentary about I'll be uh, like, me I'll, putting Spencer through physical training just so we can crowd surf at the next killer show. I'll be like Jack Black in School of Rock, but like at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Where he just jumps and immediately just, everybody parts and he hits the floor. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Wow. Well, like, you know, if that, if that does happen to you, Spencer, I'll make sure to get it on video. Thanks, Michael. I always know you've <laughs> got my back. That's right. Anyway, as always. Thank you if, for listening. If you stuck it through to the end of the episode, thank you so much. If you like what, you, what we're doing and you want to support us financially, feel free to donate to our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash soul of a truck, a killer's podcast, or through our lovely sponsor, anchor.fm. If you want you can always follow us on instagram which is soul of a truck pod where michael will occasionally post funny memes and feel free to follow us on twitter our twitter is of course at soul of a truck pod where i am always there and sometimes hedging yeah thank you Follow. thank you so much and of course i'm just gonna bowl over you michael that's okay, Spencer. Thank you That's so much for listening. And uh, Michael, do you want to say anything? Uh, bye. I love you. Wow. Brutal. Well, you were out there chewing on that probable cause. I let go while you were out there weighing on. I was imploding the mirage. Well, you were out there looking like that. Struck my name from the camera.
I wasn't blind. 